we don't want to alarm anyone, but this is the Tulsa World Scene podcast slash video, but we are concerned that there might be aliens among us. <laughs> and I believe, Grace, you can begin telling us why we think that. I can, yes. Oh, before I talk about my story this week, um, I wanted to ask, are either of you familiar with the Instagram account called Zillow Gone Wild? Can't say that I am. <laughs> okay. Well, it's basically an account that posts all of the crazy listings that pop up on Zillow every week, like wacky Victorian houses, um, homes that are completely underground. Um, I've seen pirate themed houses and even like Jurassic Park themed houses on there. So it's, it's really a great follow if you don't follow them already. Um, but I bring this up because recently a house in Sand Springs um, was featured on the account. And it's a really crazy futuristic house that looks like something out of the Jetsons or like a space age film. Um, it's got like a 40 foot vertical tower. And then on top of it is the kind of circular living quarters that resembles like a flying saucer or something like that. Hence, aliens among yes. us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and this listing definitely got a lot of attention online, like a huge, massive reaction, thousands of likes and comments. Um, so when somebody sent it to me, I wanted to dive deeper into the story behind the home and really try to piece together why someone would build a house like this. Um, so this Saturday, I'll have kind of a deep dive into the story of the house. Um, it was completely hand-built by a German immigrant named Joe Damer in the early 2000s. I think he finished it in 2005. Um, so I talked to his son to learn more about Joe and how this house came to be and why he wanted to build it. So um, if you're interested in that story, it will be this Saturday's Tulsa World. So be is, is that the story or is this Invasion of the Body Snatchers? And this is not even Grace. She's been replaced by like a pod bean that <laughs> could be just telling us a story she wants us to hear. I don't know. <laughs> well, if it is really grace, yep. I know that the truth is out there. Mm. <laughs> and she will find it. And I want to believe. If, if you live there, wouldn't you be worried about the support of, the, of something that doesn't have a base underneath it? Kind of the flying saucer part of it? It, I would, does, I would... uh, it does have a pretty big base it has like it's kind of on top well it's built into the side of a big hill and then it has kind of a big square base at the bottom that I believe is also a parking garage so it has like a big kind of concrete foundation at the bottom so it is apparently very sturdy and tornado proof although it may not look like it um, but apparently I mean it has been around for over 20 years now and it's in decently good shape for being for how old it is and being completely hand-built so I think it's pretty sturdy it, it is cool and I'm jealous of it I wish I had it you know me too well <laughs> and, and what I want to know is if you if you get inside and you're able to run around fast enough will that take it make it take off you know yeah, these, these, these are questions we need to know because I, I know. whatever happened to the flying saucer on the fairgrounds that was a radio station you remember 
K-E-L-I. Yeah. Yes. I remember that very, very well. I I I I I think like Elvis, it went home. Is that is um, that in the salvage yard? Let's go find it. I want to know where it's at. <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened to all I can remember is going to the Tulsa State Fair as a very well, not a very young, but but a relatively young person, and uh, went with my sister, who is um, uh, several years older than me, and at that time, and still is a very attractive lady, and with my best friend and his older sister, who was and still is an absolute knockout, and we walked where you could tour the play, walk around, and, and the DJs looked up and saw my sister and our friend Brenda, and they hit dead air. They stopped talking, and one of them ran out and said, uh, hi, uh, could, could we get your phone numbers? And <laughs> Brenda said, I'm 16. And they go, yeah, and we just kept walking. So, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> I'm posting to Facebook right now. Does anyone know where this flying saucer is from the fairgrounds? I, I, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody that will. And, and well, you might know, Jimmy, somebody no, will know where the flying saucers are. I, I want you, it back. You, you, you have dealt with somebody who has created their own space bubble. Oh, yeah. That's look at that segue, Grace. That was that was. <laughs> master segueing right there uh, amazing that was really good we missed that while you were gone mr <laughs> yeah. really we really you, need you, you two need to get out more but anyway go ahead <laughs> sunday we'll have a preview of the circle cinema film festival which is july 15th to july 17th and the big movie is the world premiere of the flaming lips space bubble film uh this is it was a pandemic thing while, while nobody else was having concerts you could get in a bubble and watch a Flaming Lips show all, you know, kind of all by yourself or you with a date. And you, it allowed you to be socially oh. distanced and to see a concert at the same time. So uh, Wayne Coyne, who was a co-director on the film and his co-director will be present for the world premiere at Circle Cinema Film Festival. Oh. Also someone you worked with, Mike Sowell, a uh, former Tulsa yes. Tribune sports editor. Yes. Uh, wrote a book called The Pitch That Killed. And they'll have a movie a documentary film called War on the Diamond based on his on his book. So something to look forward to. Are they are, are they did they make that as a documentary or is it kind of like a recreation of the story? Do you know? Uh, it's a recreation of the story, but it's expanded into a much bigger story about the rivalry between uh, the Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees, uh, you know, before and after. So it's his book is the core, but also it looks like uh, they very much wanted to weave in the stories of Cleveland and New York as well. Okay. All right. Well, um, speaking speaking of big things, Philbrook has opened um, uh, opened on Wednesday what is its big show for the summer, which is uh, Frida Kahlo, Diego Rivera, and Mexican Modernism. Um, it's primarily a, a, a show... Um, about uh, Frida Kahlo, the uh, Mexican artist that uh, uh, even if you don't know much about art, you've seen Frida Kahlo's work. It's become uh, iconic in, in a number of ways. She did a number of self-portraits that are um, densely layered with, with, with symbolism and meaning. And what this show does 
is tries to explain um, all of the influences that went into creating the art that we see. Too often people have focused on um, her personal life, strictly speaking, and it was a very difficult one. She had polo as a child. When she was a teenager, she was horribly injured in a uh, accident when she was on a, a public bus and um, lived in in pain, was often in, in wheelchairs, had trouble walking, um, had a, a marriage with another artist, Diego Rivera, that was, let's say, volatile. Um, and so a lot of people have focused on her personal story, but her work really is about creating a new uh, image for Mexico, because when she started working, it was right after the Mexican Revolution, and the country was trying to establish itself as, as something that wasn't a colonial offshoot anymore. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's huge. It fills the main exhibition hall. It fills the rotunda. It goes out into the gardens to show the connection between her and nature. It's a fascinating show, um, and it opens Wednesday, the 6th, July, and continues into September, I believe, 11. Um, it's, uh, there's an upcharge to it. The admission is $17, but, I mean, for, for the amount of stuff there, it's also, I believe, the first time that um, Frida Kahlo's actual paintings are on display in Tulsa. They're considered Mexican national treasures and rarely, if ever, are let out of the country. So this is this is a big deal. Um, uh, see what else we've got coming up. Um, oh, big deals. A lot of people think uh, reality shows are a big deal. And one of the ways that people have extended what reality shows can do is by putting them on tour and one of them is coming to town jimmy yeah you guys watch the mass singer have you watched it ever i've just seen the clip when it turned out that it was rudy giuliani and the judges walked off the stage in protest other than that well and the hansons were the russian dolls uh in early 2021 too so they were, the hansen brothers were revealed as the russian dolls it's a it's a really neat concept though. Celebrities are inside costumes. Uh, the judges and the hosts don't know who's singing. Could be anyone. The costumes look fantastic. They're unbelievable. But here's the deal: if you're American Idol or you're America's Got Talent, and you take your show on the road, you just take the the singers with you, right? Well, you can't do that with the mass singer because uh, a you'd have to have all those celebrities go every stop, and b you would ruin the surprise uh, because you would unmask the first night and everyone from then on would know who you are. So they had to, to really think out of the box and come up with a way to bring this on the road. One of the ways is uh, to have a local celebrity at every tour stop be in one of the costumes and be unmasked. So the question is, who in the world could it be in Tulsa? Who is your celebrity that will be under the mask? Who do you think, Grace? 
trying to think of a local Tulsa celebrity. Let, let uh, me help you before, let me, before you think too much, let me have you expand your horizons because I asked for an example of a past tour stop and it was uh, a running back from the, uh, a retired running back from the NFL franchise, the Carolina Panthers. So it could be anyone from all walks of life and not necessarily a singer. So it could be Jimmy Trammell. It, it could not be, as a matter of fact, because <laughs> singing is a component of uh, – even the, the person at the past tour stop had an interest in singing and had made some uh, rap material and that sort of thing. So you, you do need to sing. You need to carry a tune besides the football. Okay. So who's your guess? Um. I don't know why the first person who came to mind was the cop from Live PD, Sean Larkin. Hmm. <laughs> he got like kind of famous last year because he's yeah. from Tulsa and he used to date Lana Del Rey. <laughs> so maybe him, I don't know. I saw him at the PGA and he's kind of been like on my mind ever since. So hmm. maybe him. Um, other than that, I don't really know. Mr. Watts, do you have any guesses? Well, I know there are some people in, in, in Tulsa that you could, you know, they would attend the opening of a pack of gun if it got them in front of a camera. <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that, that thinks Mayor Bynum would do it, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's, he's willing to do just about anything sometimes. But anyway, well, mm -hmm. speaking, speaking of mass singers, one last thing before we, before we, pack up and go. Craft uh, Productions, which is a company that has been around in a various form for well over, no, I could, at least 20, 25 years. Um, they did Mary Poppins about three years ago and then um, had to shut down because of COVID. They have come back. They are doing a production of Shrek the Musical uh, that opens July 12th at the Van Trees Performing Arts Center on the Tulsa Community College Southeast Campus. Um, we'll have a, a story with uh, the uh, the director, uh, who's a Tulsa native, uh, Michael Fling, and uh, two of the uh, uh, people that they've brought in for the leads. It, the cast has um, about 50 people in it, 47 of which are local. And the um, the two people that I that I spoke with who play the roles of Fiona and Donkey have said that you know they have been very impressed at the quality and, and consistency of that quality of the local people. And uh, Craft Productions has always put on um, very polished and professional shows. Um, I think there's going to be, I think it runs through Sunday, the 17th of July. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities to see it. Uh, it's family friendly. Um, they are going to be tweaking it a little bit to punch up some um, new ways to be funny. And uh, so it, 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 it's not just a Let's put the let's put the movie on stage. It's 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 expanded quite a bit, and it should be a lot of fun. I'm so. thinking back to the original, which had a lot of music in it. I recall with like Joan Jett's "Bad Reputation" and uh, "I'm a Believer," the Neil Diamond song that the Monkees hit with. 
well, this has got a lot of original, new original music in it. And uh, that was one of the things that um, um, Erica, uh, who plays the role of Princess Fiona, said, is that um, it's it has everything that you want from the movie, but it also has everything you would expect from a, a work of musical theater. So it it it's you know I, I've I've seen more than my share of uh, movies turned into musicals where I sat there thinking why did they even bother? There's nothing nothing new here. Yeah, I'm sixty minutes the musical. Yeah, totally with you. <laughs> well, I, I I could I I I could name some names, but that would that would be impolite. <laughs> but. Um, uh, this one, this one is 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 not that kind of a thing. So if you, um, you, you you'll get through it, and you won't have to have therapy because your eyes twitching when it's all over. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that wraps up what we have uh, for you today. And uh, in the words of uh, the late Casey Kasem, uh, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars, because maybe the stars are reaching down to you. Mm. <laughs> Take care. We will see you sometime soon. Yeah.